This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun. Welcoming you to this episode of Secrets to Win Big. Winning is fun, but winning big will put each one of you on the path to long-term sustained success. And that, I think, is really important. Don't get me wrong. We all love to win, but it's the big wins that define In this podcast, you will hear from leaders from all walks of life all around the world sharing their secrets to win big. And the reason it is very important is each one of us are different. Our starting point in our journey is different. Our goal is different. And that's the reason learning from all these leaders is really cool and really fun. Today, my VIP guest is Mike Skripnik. I'm really excited to talk to Mike because Mike is a business coach, an international speaker, and seven times best-selling author. His proprietary training teaches mid-career entrepreneurs, business owners to grow your business, build a mountain of credibility. To get the freedom, adopt Mike's freedom rules to give back, turn profit into big impact giving. What fascinated me about Mike is not just the content, but there are two parts of Mike when they connect, magic happens. First of all, Mike, he brings incredible experience. But secondly, he comes across as a cool dad with a big heart who's always there to make an impact. And that, I think, makes it very unique because we all want to work with that person who lives at the intersection of amazing competence, but amazing authenticity. Mike, welcome. Good afternoon, Arjun. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, Mike, a pleasure. So first of all, again, congratulations on an amazing career full of amazing impacts. And thanks for taking time to be sharing your wisdom with me. So first, I just want to come right away and ask you, you and I both swim in a world where there are thousands of business experts and coaches. What is your one of one niche and how you've created that positioning as a unique, cool player in that niche area? There's, there are so many coaches in the landscape, definitely. And it's hard to differentiate yourself, but where I stand out and, and I really appreciate it. You were talking about intersections and crossroads, you know, the crossroads where IQ meets EQ and the differentiator for me is I believe, you know, I used to think I was just the coach and the guide and the thing that, you know, every, you come to me and I'll give you good advice or good strategy or good counsel, but really it ended up being more than that. And when I look at it, it's like that spark, it's that energy. You know, when you're that entrepreneur who is just, you know, you're ready, you know, that if only you knew that thing or had that strategy that you could take it to a different level or you could get so much fulfillment in life, but you don't know who to ask and you don't know how to connect. And I, I, I just take it very seriously that my role in what I call is creating an interstellar impact, which is, you know, that cosmic ripple effect, knowing that we affect everybody and once we've done that, then they get a chance to affect others as well. 
So Mike, building on that, your book talks about the three Ds. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur secrets to grow, a, to a grow, get, give life. So tell me a little bit about the three Ds, why they are so important. And then when a business leader reads this book, what would be the few key takeaways that makes this a must read book? You know, I look at grow, get, give as more of a philosophy or a mantra. Um, and uh, also when you apply the principles of grow, get, give, they're a little bit like a three-legged stool or levers that you can pull on. And, you know, for me, growing a business that had impact, giving me a fulfilling life and, um, you know, giving me time and freedom to enjoy my family and the things I love, um, I actually did it in sequence. So I started out with a giving heart, mm -hmm. but then I said, well, how do I grow a business around the philanthropy and the give back that I wanted to have? So I had to learn some strategies and grow about growing what I call a mountain of credibility. And then by virtue of your own success, you become kind of busy mm -hmm. and uh, get kind of grew out of that. And the get was about, I needed to figure out how to utilize people, processes, and systems to get more freedom. So I could enjoy my family. You know, success is no fun if you never see your family and can't do the things you love. So getting more freedom became something that I call a freedom rules and then giving back. Um, that giving back model is all about, um, was, was originally all about philanthropy and the dollars to charity for me. But it really over the last five or six years has been introspective, how you're well, how you become well as a human, how your personal and professional development plays a key role in your life, your family's life, the community that you have and affecting causes that matter. So grow, get, give. Not everybody needs, you know, to pull or push on those levers all at the same time or in a chronology, but for everyone, they're critically important. And I, you know, I learned how to grow a business, get, get more freedom, give back from the coaching of others. So I just thought I'd share the wisdom I learned and invested heavily in for a decade. And to me, what I loved and I was fascinated about the give part was initially before learning from you about the concept, I was thinking about how corporations think about is giving a percentage of your revenue to a cause, but what you showed me was something totally different is give starts with you, give starts with you and your family, give starts with your community. Because to me, I really think that, you know, what was unique was the get was utilizing your people process and everything else to give you that more freedom. And I feel that's a very fascinating concept. So where did this whole concept of unique way of Mike giving emerge? Well, it was, it founded, you know, I was in the financial service industry for 22 years mm -hmm. and the last decade was spent serving baby boomers and the millionaire next door on helping them plan their estates. But it led, it was all started with the conversation about how do I give back more? Mm -hmm. And so I just created the strategies and showed them the tactics and tools on how to do that. And for me, what ended up happening is I started out with this million dollar, I wanted to give a million dollars to charity every year. And through my business and what I was able to do, I was um, positioned to help others realize that opportunity and that give back. Uh, but shortly after, after I did about six years, we were at 12 and a half million. I went realized, holy cow, um, we've learned a lot. 
but in the conversations I'd have with these learned people who are ready to kind of go into the other part of their careers or their lives, they would always share with me this wisdom. They said, first of all, they were amazed at the things I was telling them, but they would say, I haven't heard that before. And if I heard that 20 years ago, I would have done so many things differently. And then they would go on to share you know, all the other things. And they say, by the way, 20 years ago, I would have done this. Mm -hmm. I would have done this. And it all centered around them, their wellness, their health, their family. They would have done more with family. No one's wishing they did more hours in the office on their deathbed, right? Mm -hmm. We all want to spend more time. And that reflection led me to understand that I had a chance at that moment. It was like a signal mm -hmm. that I should go out and help entrepreneurs that were 20 years they're younger, right? We're in their mid-career. We're at that critical point mm -hmm. where the right information, the right time could make a massive difference. Fascinating. So looking at your consulting career, as well as when you were in the financial services industry playing at a very high level, you know, the more I got to know you, I realized that the core of Mike is the same, but every time Mike, talks to me and shares with me a custom advice that only Arjun needs. So I just want to understand how does Mike walk in, whether it was when you were in financial services or in the current job, where you start seeing what others do not. Like, what do you do when that opens the doors, but you custom, you know, connect to each person? It's, it's funny. I'm not a details fellow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not my personality. I just, I like to glaze. You give me too many details, I'll, I'll glaze over but I do have a really unique system of filing information, mm -hmm. listening and learning about humans and why they wake up every day, what their purpose and passion is. And, and then I figure out through that archive of 30 years in business and experience in life um, and other people's experiences. And I, I'm able to somehow pull it, retrieve it and make it, um, rational and practical and usable. And so when we're, con we're having a conversation, Arjun, you and I, you'll bring up an item and I'll be able to retrieve information that would maybe be un mundane, but mm -hmm. bring it to you in a way that is completely applicable and practical to you. And mm -hmm. so maybe that's the key. It's the elements of what I call purpose plus passion, um, passion and purpose plus action equals profit and impact, right? Wow. And maybe, maybe the fact that I've been there too. I've walked a lot of miles. And so some of most people's challenges and opportunities aren't so unfamiliar to me because I've probably stepped in a few of those before. <laughs> but to me, isn't it fascinating that everything comes down to some very basic, simple things in life? Like you talked about purposeful listening. Okay. Many a time we listen just to respond. And right now, as you are speaking, I'm just writing as you know as fast as I could. And I love the fact that you listen. You have a unique way of filing or categorizing these information. Then you retrieve them, and then when you bring it back, purpose plus passion plus plus action. I must have butchered it. Equals to impact. Yeah. Fascinating. Its whole thing starts from listening because the information is being given to you. Wow. But no, no question. You know, I listen, you know, listening, we're all, we all listen with the intent of the famous quote is just for the intent of responding. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I probably know different. I don't listen without an intention, but what I'm trying to be um, 
you know, ascertain mm-hmm. is that at that moment that it's my turn to respond, my response is helpful. Mm-hmm. Most people listen so that they can tell more about themselves, mm-hmm. right? This is my experience. So thank you. This is, and mirror what other, I want to interject, um, you know, insight that maybe wasn't thought about or wasn't seen or, or listened to in the same way. That's, that's really, so it's intentional, mm-hmm. um, but, but I don't think I'm any different. I probably listen with the intention of, you know, speaking at some point. So it is purposeful and intentional listening. I think that's really the differentiator for sure. Absolutely. So Mike, you know, we all are in the business world. We all need to make money. We need to survive and thrive. But at the end, you know, it all life is defined by the real fun is when a client comes to you and says, OMG, wow, Mike, I just can't believe what just happened. Can you share one of your favorite moments, you know, something which is, you know, you're comfortable sharing and how you got there, what it made you feel, what makes you, drives you to get to that over and over again? You know, um, Arjun, I, seeing where that, when that light comes out, oh my God moment, the oh my G, OMG, um, there is something extremely energizing and almost addictive, you know, and you've, you've experienced it with people where, that light goes on and you've, you've been a catalyst to it of some sort and you're in the room when it happens and you get to see greatness, that greatness unleashed. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's just, <laughs> it's, it's hard, you know, it's one of those things that just elicits a feeling that I want to keep getting over and over and again. And, and I don't know if there was any one particular case, but you know, I, I mean, I've, I've once worked with a fellow who, um, he was running a business and he could easily add, you know, 50% more revenue, but mm-hmm. he couldn't see the path um, to do that, let alone, you know, get a pace that wouldn't kill him. He, he actually had, um, had an incredible story and so many trials and tribulations in his life, but he didn't have a stomach mm-hmm. and he was in the health and fitness industry. And he's this big ox of a man, or he is, he's well alive and well and successful. And, and his biggest challenge is every night he had to go through this ritual of how he prepared his food. And, you know, after a long day of work, and then he had to figure out how to manage the eating all through the day. I mean, you have to eat a certain way. And he just couldn't figure out how he's going to get to that next level with no time because his schedule. And we managed to free up an entire day every single, what is an entire day every single week worth to you? While adding, immediately we added 30% more revenue to him. Mm-hmm. And, and so imagine the freedom. He worked one day less, took it for himself on, on his personal pursuits, on his business development or whatever he wanted, but hang out with his kids. And he made more money when he chose to work less or when we showed him a path. And part of it was giving permission. And part of it was highlighting really simple ways that he could get there. But he just didn't understand it and didn't see it. So again, synthesizing all that info out there and bringing it to a level that he could understand really made a difference. And for him, changed everything. It was a life changer for him. And, you know, to me, I just can't think of a better example that you could have picked because each one of us have the same assets. We all have 24 hours in a day. In a week, each one of us have the same seven days. And what you just showed me, like, I'm just thinking, pick me, pick me. Like, if I can get even half a day out of a seven-day week, that is literally 
Arjun has never danced like that before moment. And I'm really <laughs> appreciative of that example because that to me is as universal of an example as it gets. Of course, I want to extend that by saying, asking you, Mike, all of us have been in situations where we have had this amazing moment. But it's the consistency that matters. So how does Mike deliver consistently and second, and I want to also extend that question by asking, and as you're delivering consistently, how does Mike constantly evolve to stay on top of your game? Come ready to perform, always. That's my answer to that. Um, client interview, training, speaking, a podcast, anything. Come ready and prepared to perform, observe, listen, read, learn, and then prepare, rehearse. Now, I mean, Lady Gaga, like everything is a performance. Like we're in, if we're in the business of helping others, leading others, guiding others, we're in the business of performing, mm -hmm. right? When we're face-to-face, -face, client facing, group facing, whatever it is, that's our performance. No different than Lady Gaga. You know, she wouldn't come out you know, a, a while ago, she was on the stage, right? And she sang the national anthem in a breathtaking, absolutely mm -hmm. flawless way, right? She didn't do that by accident. Mm -hmm. It didn't, she didn't, you wouldn't, the precision she has with that, um, she would never have thought once that people didn't deserve her best. And so I think people just deserve our best when we're given an opportunity to help them make difference, change their lives, or just change their tire, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but they deserve the best of me. So I wake up every day thinking that people deserve the best of me. I share that with my kids. It drives them crazy, but they really do live it. Mm -hmm. And so the consequence, and then the other thing is, of course, the consequence of not being prepared isn't just that you're disappointing others, but in turn, you disappoint yourself because you remove the opportunity to make an impact with others. Mm -hmm. And so being prepared, coming ready, being ready to perform always, um, really, really key. I think that's probably one of the most consistent things I, I, I make sure that I've got in place. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, come ready, prepare to perform. But what I really like was every person deserves my very best. And, you know, and right away I kept thinking was, when we go to a Starbucks, visualize either you or me, we are a, that 18 year old kid working and the drive through lines are going through it. Like people are ordering from every possible direction. Okay? Mm -hmm. Mobile apps, it's not the drive through orders coming from nowhere. <laughs> it's very easy to get into the mindset of one of many service. But that one person, Mike, who would get only one cup of coffee from me today. And I love that last part is consequence of not being prepared. I was thinking you would talk about failure, everything. And you just said, no, you took it to a different level, disappointed in yourself. Okay. Like I got a chance to get Mike that glass white cup with the green logo and Mike pays obscenely more for what he should have ever, but he needs to smile. And I failed, failed myself. I love that. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And now let me be clear. It's not about perfection no. either. Right. That is, it's not about trying to strive for perfect because that's just that's a very elusive thing and will get you into a bad place. But it's about giving the best of yourself to yeah. whatever it is that you're good at and what you're passionate about. Yep. 
So, Mike, how do you constantly evolve, Mike? I, you know, I, I goes back to my constant evolution is about observing, listening, reading, learning. You know, it's all getting in front of people, listening to people, being touched. You mm -hmm. know, emotionally, intelligently, intellectually, and spiritually by people. Um, that's that's my constant. That's how I constantly evolve, um, and asking questions in, along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. I, I oh there, you want to know something else? I mean, I think you have children too. Yes. Um, kids really push you, and so as they grow, you evolve anyways. If you don't, you don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. So part of it is I evolve with my family, just pu pushing from under or pulling from above in whatever way. And then I guess you just throw out some gigantic goals in your life, and you have no choice but to strive for something better. And this is the part where I have to confess, the moment you said children make you evolve and grow, I was listening to respond. Okay. Forgive me for that. <laughs> That's quite all right. I wrote a book. Initially, I called it Raising a Daughter. Those days, I was a single dad. But then I changed the title after I finished the book to Raising a Father. Okay. Because I just wanted to be at least honest in the title, who raised who, because I was the goofball, my amazing daughter, Rafa, she's 26, 27 now, uh, and she did such an amazing patience, you know, she had such an amazing patience to help me evolve and grow in life, and I just put a smile on my face, and I'm really glad, and that's the thing I wanted to begin at the beginning talk about is when you, anyone gets a chance to know Mike, if you reach out to the dad first, you'll see a smile in his face. The activity is how his world champion son and him, <laughs> they go beyond and practice together. I just want to stop right there and tease because it will be a fascinating conversation. You all are listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Today, my VIP guest is Mike Skripnik. Mike is a business coach, international speaker, seven-time personal, a seven-time best-selling author, an amazing human being who lives at the intersection of authenticity and true excellence. So, Mike, these last few questions are rapid questions, three to seven words. Are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> you are. Let's go beyond business because with your skills, anything you would have done, you would have been successful. So, what's your advice to any business leader? The one advice to any business leader in any walk of life. Uh, understanding that leading means knowing what it takes to lift others up. Leading means to what it takes to lift others up. Yeah. And having that understanding and awareness that it takes to lift others up. That's your role. So you just don't push everybody and go across the finish line. Uh, sometimes if they're dragging it, but at the same time, your goal is to make them appreciate that that was the best of them. Absolutely. You know, so how do you define a big win? You, you use the intersection. I'll use the crossroads when it is clear there's profit and impact. I'm thinking of business wins um, mm -hmm. and life. I mean, at the end of the day, profit may not just be monetary, but let's yeah. say it's monetary, but that crossroads where profit and Im impact uh, come together. And what's the one reason companies fail to win big? They fail to care and listen. They just stop listening to their people, their customers, 
the world, what's the forces of where the markets are going. They just stop listening and it's usually because they stop caring. And if you were listening to Mike from the very beginning, listening has to be purposeful and intentional. Most leaders completely rule out a few words from their dictionary. I worked with athletes who, when they were kids, even removed the word like no, impossible from the dictionary. So what's a word not in Mike's dictionary? And second, if I was fortunate to shadow you for a week, what would be the word or phrase I would hear Mike say most often? <laughs> well, my kids would know the phrase. I don't know. Uh, drama. The word, the word for me is drama. I try and if not always live in a no drama zone. I don't encourage it. I don't delve into it. Um, drama just isn't part of our vernacular. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess the favorite word, uh, you know, using the most is 80% of success is just showing up, right? Show up, be prepared and give your all. You know, and, and if, if you do that, if I do that, I can make a cosmic ripple effect. And mm -hmm. the truth is, is anyone does that with intention, they can have the same effect as well. So Mike, with all your wisdom, if you could go back in time and find that kid, Mike, who's ready to graduate from high school, just before graduation, you pulled him to the side and whispered and advised, what would be the one advice you would give that kid? Do less, listen more. So for a long time, I chose to be the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. And as a result, plenty of times where I was so sure about doing that I, and being preoccupied because I didn't care what others were, the input of others, or the, I didn't surround myself with great people. Mm -hmm. um, so it had a lot to do with who I surrounded myself with. So my wisdom to impart on me at that coming out of university or high school age would be know who you surround yourself with and listen um, and do less mm -hmm. and listen, listen more. Cut, you know, measure twice, cut once, you know? Just like a carpenter. Yeah. Just like a carpenter. So Mike, you know, we talked about consistency. We talked about big wins. And one of the things I always find that for leaders to achieve that there has to be a process because success without a process cannot be repeated. Like if I came and told you I got million dollars, and I got it by a scratch ticket, you know, I cannot replicate. <laughs> so I just want to understand a little bit about your process. And for that, I just would love if you want to share and comfortable sharing. In your professional day, what's the first thing you do when you start your day? And what's the last thing you do when you're finishing and winding down in your work? Um, I wake up considering how can I help someone today? You know, I have a whole list of people I'm going to interact with and my focus is on how can I help at least one of them in a special way and maybe more. Last thing, um, it's about gratitude. Usually what am I grateful for today? And as I reflect back, am I grateful for impact? Am I grateful for something someone else shared with me? You know, what, what was I able to receive um, that I might be able to use tomorrow? Wow. So this is the most important question. If you could step in my shoes, what is the one question that you would ask Mike that would make Arjun look really smart? Well, maybe it's, um, you know, what, what gets me going? You know, maybe that's a good question. What is it? Mike, that, let me interrupt you, Mike. I just thought of this question that just came to my mind. So, Mike, <laughs> what gets you going, man? <laughs> That's really good. Where'd you get that question? It just came to me. Just yeah. Uh, 
what really, really inspires me and gets me going, uh, I'd have to say mastery. Mm -hmm. There's something about watching, witnessing and watching the process um, and the pursuit of it as well as performance. And again, back to this not being perfection, this is about pursuit of mastery. So in anything from business to sports, to music, art, you know, an observer, I'm an observer of human behavior. And as a result, I'm also an, an aficionado of people's top performances. So I like pro sports, not so much college sports. I don't like the, the fallibility as much as I love watching the best be at their best in their best moment. Right. And so wherever that is for mm. me, that really intrigues me. And I've had the luxury of seeing it with our kids going back to our family, watching young uh, children grow up and develop this pursuit of mastery in their own ways. And we fostered it. So, um, you know, I was always surrounded by pro athletes and now top business performers. Um, it's just something to behold, but the process and learning those great success habits mm -hmm. and just what it takes. Cause it's different. There's something different in turn intrinsically in people. And no matter what you say or anyone can say, there's a lot of taught and learned possibilities, behaviors, mm -hmm. but there's some magic there. And when those people are in your presence or when you're in theirs, if you're lucky enough, um, it's just something to behold. Love that. So Mike, this is such a fascinating conversation. Anything else you want to share? I've got some cool new stuff that I'm working on. And so I'm just going to ask you the question. I'm not going to, I'm not here to promote anything I'm doing, but at the same time, if you had four days to change the world and build a business that would do it, what would you focus on Arjun? I would focus on the people. I would also look at who would I make an impact on. And once I figure out what the impact I want to make and the people I need, then, of course, I'll call Mike in between, Mike Swipnet right away, and then run like crazy. No, you're, you're you know, you, you do, I, I look up to you in the way I look up to people who pursue mastery. Mm -hmm. You do have a, a mastery of seeing the possibility. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that I admire. And I appreciate um, that, you know, where you were coming from. What, 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 big, what big challenge in this world today would you solve? Yeah, so to me, COVID becomes the big thing. Pandemic. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. Equality of people. You know, all of us seeing each other as human beings, because we still, as you said, have the same 24 hours in a day. We still all have same access to the oxygen and, you know, everything else. So how do we together make the world bigger and have same respect for each other? The, the, the mix of entrepreneurism and philanthropy and philanthropy truly is, um, you know, if you were to take the dictionary definition of it, the love of humankind. So, mm -hmm. you know, combining entrepreneurism, that innovative thinking and spirit with that, we can have some pretty big impact. So what's the new thing you're working on? Oh, I've, I've been, um, I've come on as a producer with something called the social movement mm. and it's a show a reality show that is in season two now. And we are, we push entrepreneurs into a room or into a building or into a, what, into a setting for four days. And we pull from the top 10 United Nations, biggest world and global challenges that we face today. And we say, fix this problem and create a business to do it. 
And out the other end, they have the luxury of having a business that may be running and funded, um, but not to mention the rest of the world gets the privilege of watching genius in action. Love that. It's so exciting. <laughs> so thank you, Mike. This is fascinating. So what an incredible conversation with Mike Scribner. And there are seven things that stood out to me. First of all, Mike at the very beginning set this whole thing up to be the intersection of IQ and EQ. Life is not one dimension. Okay, and that's the part where the possibilities are all there. Secondly, Mike talked about grow, get, give. And what I really loved was as he talked about the sequence, but more importantly, how he defined the purpose of each one. And I was very fascinated specifically about get, because what I realized was, sorry, the give part, the give, give to yourself, give to your family, it's just bigger. And what I also learned was if I don't start giving to myself, taking care of myself, I'm not going to sustain long-term to add value. Next, Mike talked about purposeful and intentional listening. And he also talked about is his listening, retrieving information, but he's adding value at the right time to take the conversation to the next level. Like literally, the conversation, if this was a video game, that right kind of listening takes it to the next level or unlocks the game. And that's so fascinating. Number four, Mike talked about come ready, prepared to perform. And that was very, very important that practice gives the precision, the you know, highest level, the best you can be. He also talked about it's not about being perfect, it's the best you can be. Number five, people deserve my best. That's such a proud statement that, you know, I am worth it. Mike will come to talk to me, listen to me, and I need to prepare because that is there. And the flip side of it, which was number six to me, was the consequence of not being prepared is not only have I let, let Mike down, I'm also disappointed in myself that I missed an opportunity to give my best. Again, there's no perfect standards. It's all about me and my best. And finally, it was really ironic. The whole thing was about listening where Mike talked about do less, listen more. And that would be his advice to young Mike if he could go back. So Mike, thank you again for a fascinating conversation. Thank you, my friend. It was a real pleasure. Thank you, Arjun. Thank you all for listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Please subscribe, share, and review this podcast with your friends. Truly a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to bringing you another conversation with another leader from another walk of life, another part of the world real soon. Happy listening. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.